What's up, everyone, and welcome to another special episode of IndiePod, where we get to talk to the people behind some of our favorite indie games. Today, we have Tim Scheinman, the solo dev behind a game titled Family, and an upcoming sequel known as Rivals. Tim, thanks for joining. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, it's. I'm so glad that you reached out because this is such a unique type of game that I really haven't seen much else uh, in, in other areas. It's just, I love the fact that you're creating all of this music and all of this work just specifically for this game. You know, when I, and I, we'll talk about exactly what this game is in a bit, mm -hmm, but like mm -hmm. just the fact of getting into this, and I've heard a lot of people get confused with this. I thought these were all real bands at first. You were referring to like, family. So family, yeah. yes. Yeah, so that was a big thing at the start. Like, um, uh, when I was trying to get family out there, I was kind of not sure if I was pushing for press or if I was just pushing for a bit of feedback and stuff like that. Because, um, you know, uh, and I sent it off to um, a fairly well-known indie dev who got extremely angry at me, basically, online and said, you know, why are you doing this? Is it so obscure? No one knows these bands. <laughs> why, are you, why are you making a game about a scene like this? And um, and I had to explain it to him, and that was the start of it, really. Right. I, um, and uh, it was, you know, it was only after reviewers picked it up and started putting in the words "fictional bands" that it kind of tailed off. But at the start, there was a lot right. of like, "Where are these bands? Where can I find Hilarious. them? Where can I find more of them?" Okay, well, you know. But that's so rewarding, right? You created these things that were so. Uh, you know, so alluring or so so well quality made songs that people just assumed this this must be a thing. These are well, real bands, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think also like um, picking you know an era like that. There's a certain level of mystique about music from like that period and you know that kind of background, which I think wouldn't you know wouldn't necessarily push people to believing that these were like fake bands. This isn't like sort of like a Britpop thing and, you know, they're not rubbing shoulders with Oasis and Blur. You know, this is a slightly more mysterious kind of area. And that was why I picked it. I, I wanted to, uh, to, to, you know, it wanted to be about a forgotten scene. And I was thinking, when would be a really good period for that? And I thought, you know, um, there was something in England called the C86 era, which was when um, it was a tape of... All these great indie bands back when indie mm -hmm. meant you were on an indie label not just you you know you the way you sounded uh, and right. you know, it's a real case of where are they now um uh, with most of them a few of them made it like primal scream but most of them you've never heard of and and that was the thing which got me thinking about you know music from the late 80s so yeah it was i guess it was good to kind of contribute to the canon in my own little way and um <laughs> yeah i guess it's nice it's it's i guess it's uh, art mirroring life and life mirroring art and all of that so yeah yeah Exactly. That's very true. But before we actually talk about the game, so I, I really want to know a little bit about you because you have an interesting background, right? You, you're composing all of this music. Mm -hmm. You're creating the coding for this. You're doing, uh, I believe, the artwork as well for uh, yeah. a, a good portion of this. That's an extensive skill set. How, how did you get started and how did you eventually, you know, come to start making these, these indie games like Family and soon to be uh, Rivals? Right, so I need to uh, couch this because beneath this lies uh, like a shameful secret, which is I've only been developing games for about four, four and a half months at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> which we can talk about because it's, it's a little more complex than that. So I'm a musician. I've been a musician for about 20 years. So I'm 33, so I was you know, playing since I was 13. And I um, play a range of instruments. Uh, the only instruments which I don't play, but rather program on the... Um, on the tracks of the drums, I got a little bit of help mm -hmm. with bass, and then I programmed all the bass for 
for rivals but i play most of the guitar instruments i play pedal steel and i i demo all the songs for the singers so i, I you know i i think the engine of these games really are the songs um, right. Yes. You know, programmatically, there's nothing terribly complex. And by the time I made Rivals, I was feeling much more secure in that. Family has still got some bugs in it uh, and, and stuff like that. But yeah, so I um, I was a teacher for a long time. I uh, taught music. I taught a little bit of uh, comp sci. So I did a little bit of coding at that point. And then I, I, I really wanted to get into the games industry. So I've applied for this master's uh, at a place called Goldsmiths in London, which starts in a few, in a few weeks now. And, cool. and and coming up to it, I thought, well, I better, you know, start preparing and, and right. things got totally out of hand. And, and that's, <laughs> so I started, so if you, if you go on my itch page, all the games you'll see, that'll be me from day one. And I think my version control starts somewhere in, in near, near the start of lockdown or a little bit before that, you know, um, right. with typing yep. games. So, but, but, but family was the first like really big game that i made and it took me about a month um from beginning to end and uh yeah so it was you know yeah i mean i don't know it's it's unusual i've come to the understanding that this isn't normal um (laughs) my wife wife leans over me and says this isn't normal but um (laughs) it is what it is yeah i've done a lot of these interviews and it's always like people going, oh, this took so much longer than expected. This took, you know, a whole extra year. This took it. And granted, you know, these are both family and rivals are smaller experiences, but like to the same point, there's still a lot that goes into them. So it is yeah. impressive that it's done in that amount of time. How yeah. did you just, you know, going into that a little bit deeper, how did you finish something like that in a month? Were there pieces that were already done and you kind of like stitched it together? Like I'm, I'm kind of thinking of like the music per se. No. Um, so for family, I had three songs, uh, two songs that I'd previously written and the others I wrote in about a four or five day period, wrote and recorded them in about a four or five day period just before my daughter was born. Um, so that was- Oh, congrats. Wow. Uh, thanks very much. Man, yes, that was in June. You're... So I've got two kids. <laughs> so I've got oh, a two and a half year old and I've got a little baby now. And Rivals Rivals is, is coming out in two weeks. It's basically finished now. I think the version you've played is the final version. And that was a three okay, week perfect. and one day build. Um, so that, wow. was, that was eight songs and then just a ton of dialogue. Uh, yeah. and also finding the voice actors with family it was really kind of everything was done in two weeks and then it was two weeks to get the right voice actors on board and to get the right singers and then with rivals it came together much more kind of simultaneously and i got a little bit lucky particularly with um with the principals with riley robert and fiona um who i have mm-hmm. to get to talk about but yeah i mean i don't know i guess i just start stuff when i have a very clear vision for what i wanted it to be family had given me lots of feedback for what rivals I wanted to tell a more personal story with Rivals. I didn't want to make it family too with a new scene, but I don't know. It It is what it is, really. I guess, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's a little different, but it's nice to finish stuff, you know, and I think right, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't particularly, you know, when I have a proper job in, in games, I'll get to work on stuff for years, you know, but for the moment, it's nice to be able to make stuff and finish stuff, you know. I mean, and that's how it should be, though, right? Because, you you know, you want to start with these smaller projects first. You want to learn and, and understand how you can improve on them. And then slowly, little by little, you can keep rolling out these type of more expansive uh, experiences, whatever they might be, whether they're 
family too, or whether it's something completely different, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess it is. It's kind of it's complicated, isn't it? Because I mean, the thing which family and rivals get compared most to is Obra Dinn, right? So like Obra Dinn is, and, and a lot of people actually call them Obra likes as well. So essentially, what that means for people who aren't familiar with Obra Dinn is that you have to. Uh, you have a book in which you need to put the fates of all this, all these crew members, and it's a, basically a taxonomy, right? So, like, family right. and rivals are both taxonomies. Rivals is a book, family is a family tree. Um, and so, my feeling is that if Lucas Pope didn't have to make that ship, he would have probably done it in about six weeks. You know, that's the thing. Like, if he just had to deal with the UI, if he didn't have to deal with the, the 3D visuals and getting reacquainted with Maya and, and you know, having the time and money to do it, it, he'd have probably finished it all, you know, quite quickly. And I think he's even said later, you know, I would have, yeah, I thought it was going to be six months and it was four and a half years, that sort of thing. So, you know, right. it is what it is. I mean, I'm not, I don't think that family in, in some respects is actually a particularly small experience. It's just built in a way that kind of, maximizes efficiency because like there are lots of games that play for an hour and take years to make like i was playing a really well you you're talking with cello right so before i forget that's an hour game yep and that's yeah that was a you know probably was a year in development year and a half in development because they're creating a whole 3d world and stuff like right. that you know so i mean it's i guess it's just about what you sort of take on in that respect you know they've got comparable play times to each other but you know, I, I think that that game is absolutely marvelous, but it's just it's just different. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that is that is a great point, and it's it's interesting. I want before we dive too much deeper mm. into this because I have a lot of interesting uh, yeah. points that I want to talk about. But let's let's take it a step back for those who mm. might not know about Family or Rivals. Kind of, can you give me a little synopsis of what exactly Family is? What someone can expect if they want to? Like, why yeah. would they want to play this? So to speak. Sure. So I, I call um, Family a detective game of genealogy. So um, essentially what it is, is you have been tasked with, you've been given a family tree of a fictional forgotten rock scene from the late 80s in London. And you've also been given a load of sources, memos, uh, riders, autobiographies, which will be revealed to you bit by bit. And what you mm. need to do is go through the tree and select from about 20, 25 musicians, and uh, you decide who is in what band. And uh, the, the ways you can do that is you can read the sources. There's also a, a radio program which plays in the background, which is interviewing one of the scene members, Ellen Neal, played by Hattie Snooks. And then there's also at the actual tracks for the band. So you, there's a track for each of these fictional bands, which I wrote and uh, various people sang. And you can use that to identify singers or the genders of singers, or even some people have done drummers, which is not something I was actually prepared for and is not internally consistent. But yeah, so the, the way it works is that you're uh, working with a taxonomy, in this case, family, a family tree, and you're trying to uh, cross-reference various things. So what I would say is if if you're into kind of diving down rabbit holes on wikipedia or you're into family history or that sort of thing uh or even you know just crossword puzzles that's the kind of sort of world we're living in which is reading comprehending evaluating thinking and absorbing the story kind of in the course of events right exactly Does that so that helps a lot i think that's a great way to do it that's better right. than i could have done that's for hey, sure so okay. before we talk about rivals let's let's dive a little bit into family because we'll, we'll jump to that next but yeah i i first want to say like what a cool concept. I really like this. I haven't nice. played a lot of games. Uh, I personally haven't played Overdin before. So yeah. um, I know you said 
many people compare it to that, but I hadn't had that experience, but I thought it was just so very unique to, to take this weird detective approach of like trying to piece all of these, these tiny little bits and clues together to come to mm -hmm. something bigger and, and building that, you know, uh, that, that map or that family tree. One of the things about this, you know, how did this all start for you, I guess, because it, it is an interesting way to, to think about where that idea began. Was mm -hmm. it something where you said, I want to create a detective game, or you said, I want to, you know, build this, this framework, this, this, uh, yeah. history, and then just go from there. Like, how did those pieces kind of fit together? What came before each other? You know what I mean? I mean, there's a kind of there's kind of a life history of influences wrapped in into all of this, which is probably worth going into. So I'm just going to start with the preface that all game designers are trying to make the games that they played in their childhood, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's my my preface. It's not completely true, but I'm going to work with that for a little bit. Okay. So my childhood was not full of a lot of games. I wasn't like a deprived child. I'm sure you can probably <laughs> tell. <laughs> but I um I didn't have access to a console uh, for a long time so i got to watch over the shoulder of other people playing but mostly right. what i had was books on tape i had a lot of music uh, i had a lot of access to radio which is in britain we have a lot more of a spoken word and kind of audio dramatization tradition mm. than you do in the states which is we have you know six or seven things a day and then you know there was books as well so i was listening right. to oasis i was reading a lot of books i was you know watching films and stuff like that and and you know um when you kind of look at family and rivals, what you're really seeing is, I think, a lot of stuff that's been done in other mediums than games, but exists mm -hmm. on a very kind of literal level in those mediums, you know, books and films. Yeah. And we'll probably talk about those in a bit. So really then it was just a question of bringing it across into, into games. And I guess what I'd been attracted to about Obra Dinn, and I thought was oh so terribly clever, was the way that it allowed you to use all those outside skills, all those transferable skills of deduction you built up in your actual life, rather than something like Monkey Island, where there's a kind of an insularity to the puzzles. You know, the goat gets the poison, etc., and that sort of thing. You know, um, yep. and the, those point and clicks of your used to have that kind of insular quality of a kind of internal logic, but not one that really worked in the world. And then stuff like Oberdin and, and also, I guess, her story, and uh, you know were much better about allowing you to use all your general skills. So I, I'd kind of had that on the brain. And then it was really just a question of a, what sort of framework would allow me to talk about the things that I really wanted to talk about. And what I'm really interested in is basically relationships over time, you know, how relationships develop. Mm -hmm. I actually wrote a master's study on, um, for my first master's on kind of leadership dynamics in bands. So that was another thing. Okay. So I kind of, I've, kind of bought the t-shirt with that one and right. um, written you know a few essays on it and, and things like that um and so i just thought but a family tree would work and of course the rock family tree is an actual thing like the tree in family tree is modeled on these artworks um mm -hmm. for bands created by peter frame who's acknowledged in the credits and there was a tv show by john peel as well so what I felt was I was just kind of gamifying a whole load of things that already existed. And I was kind of very worried right at the start that it was too derivative, which is not the way mm. it's been interpreted at all, you know? So it's, uh, right. I guess, I was just sort of living in my own space, but it happened to be made into a game, if you know what I mean. I guess the thing which is surprising <laughs> about family is how well that taxonomy works. And really right. what's interesting about it, I think, is that, normally 
you have a story, right? And you kind of have these puzzles layered over the story. But with family, it's kind of the other way around, which is you have these puzzles and through engaging with the puzzles, you come to appreciate the story. And right. that, and it happens by a kind of osmosis. So it's reversed to everything else where you get a whole <laughs> load of narrative and then there's the little puzzles and stuff, but it's the kind mm. of the other way around with family and that, yeah, yeah. and that's it, yeah. It's interesting too, because I'd love to to hear more about kind of how reception has been, at least from your eyes, because you know you have a, a ton of people who are talking to you about whether they liked it, whether they didn't, what they did, what they didn't. I, I think what has been in in your mind the general uh, reception so far of this game, uh, and I'm saying that specifically because for me, and I, I mentioned this right before the uh -huh. episode, but for me, yeah. because of that, what you were talking about, the fact that you get it in that reverse order, that the story kind of comes later and you appreciate it more so it seeps into you doesn't it you find yourself right. thinking about the story as you go and eventually it, towards the end you start making evaluative judgments about the characters like would they do that and you know, right that sort of thing. Yeah. exactly i think this is why for me and and we'll talk more about rivals a little bit yeah. later but yeah. Rivals stuck more with me because it was that more that personal story with mm -hmm. this like a smaller subset of characters yeah. with family i i thought at times it could be harder to get really into it because it, it did feel overwhelming at the start if you know kind of what i'm saying of just having yeah. so many different people and putting them in those places um so it's it's interesting i i would just love to hear kind of what reception has been like for you from from the different audiences yeah i mean the thing with that is uh, is completely true i mean luckily with family as with rivals the the sources of information are revealed a little bit slower and so you can right right you know, it's it actually the source is revealed roughly chronologically so that kind of helps there was a point at which i didn't reveal them i had them all coming out and i thought that's oh, not how has the reception been? I mean, the reception has been unbelievable. Like, this has been truly the little game that could. I mean, you've got to understand that, like, previous to this, the most seen games I've done with, like, for game jams and stuff like that. Right. With this, I mean, not to toot one's own horn, but we've had Rock Paper, we've had Eurogame, we've had PC Game, we've had Buried Treasures. We've had a litany of, you know, contributing editors writing it up um, Jupiter Hadley at Indie Games. Like, we've had, so six or seven really big reviews, and then like 10,000 plays in the last couple of months which has wow, just been yeah. which has just been ridiculous like 2,000 downloads I mean I didn't charge for the downloads I will for rivals but like mm -hmm. it's been ridiculous and and people have really engaged with that. I've got a very lively discord full of people um who really helped me test rivals as well which mm -hmm. was very very important so I mean the reception to family has been incredible um and all I can sort of attribute that is is that you know make something that people haven't made before and you know right. <laughs> it's the funnel you know not everyone's gonna like it i haven't had ten thousand comments you know but if if people right. do like it they're not going to be like well you know there's all these others and you know that and so people i think for those who've enjoyed it it's been a bit of a breath of fresh air for them and yeah it's been it's been an incredible incredible experience yeah that's awesome I'm, I'm happy to hear that and that is very impressive especially in the short amount of time because it just recently came out you know not much longer than a, a few months of that yeah i i will say though um i do want to talk about kind of where the the experience kind of came up as far as the the one screen idea right of having just the <laughs> one ui area to one play around UI. in yeah and i think i think this goes into that whole idea of like why do i think it's a smaller experience well yeah 
you know, because I, with Rivals, like I played it for a good couple of hours because there were times where I was just like thinking, I was like, okay, well, I got to figure this out. Like, where does, where do these go? And there were times where, did it you feel know, fair? I, Can I just ask, did it feel no, fair in uh, the end? It did. For Rivals, cool. it did. For sure. Um, Family was a little tougher for me. I think Rivals felt a lot more on point. And to your point, it felt very chronological in the way the hints were given. Yeah. So I noticed that the sections would go based on how many tips I got, even though there was one where like I ended up cheating and getting it through because I was just like, this seems like it would be the last thing that happens in the story based on That's the different That's absolutely tip. fine. It's a story. You know, it's meant to be like that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So where did the one screen idea come from? Well, um, how else would you have had it? Right. I mean, uh, you, you've got all these tools. You want to have quick access. You know, it's like her story. Just do it all on one screen. You know, right. it's, uh, I mean, I think it probably came from her story is the simple answer is that you've got GUI. <laughs> you want to have quick access to stuff. You don't have to turn. Like I did, I was speaking to someone the other day. His good friend said, oh, you could make it in 3D and have them turn and stuff. I'd be like, no, you know, I mean, I think I'm willing to sacrifice a kind of visual experience, which I think I've kind of bettered with Rivals by putting a lot more juice into it, you know, but with mm-hmm. Family, I think I was very limited as a programmer and I was happy to sacrifice some visual fidelity and variety in order to, um, well, you know, get the damn thing made, but also allow people <laughs> to just disappear into it. I like the idea that people are just going to read and listen and click and go there. And I wanted, and I mean, this is the funny thing is like, I bet you didn't even maximize the family tree. You know, there's a little button to make it bigger. Nobody ever does it. They just right. click straight into it. You know, people want quick access. So yeah. Yeah, I guess I just viewed it like a one-page web page. In fact, it is played in most people play it in the browser. So I did want yeah. to talk about that actually. So let's yeah. let's jump into that because one of the things I did enjoy, uh, especially for family, was that there is a web version. You can just play it right from your own browser. You don't have to install yeah. anything. Um, I I don't believe there's a, a web version for Rivals. Is that correct? Well, that's because um, Itch uh, can't charge for web versions. Uh, I think with family, it was it was nice to do it free, um, but um, yeah, you can't charge for web versions. And I could do a thing where I made like an app and stuff, but actually WebGL is crap and does terrible <laughs> things and creates terrible bugs. And um, that's, like, yeah, that's what I was going to talk about of like, what are their struggles between having those two different versions? Because I can only imagine they would be different in some regards. Yeah, I mean, if you played the download version, there's a little bit more kind of, there's some FMV stuff, um, so I was able to do stuff better. But uh, but with WebGL, without getting too technical, it's crap. It's absolute crap. My God, and it varies from browser to browser, and you never know what's going to happen, and it causes terrible issues that you have to, like, test for, but are incredibly hard to test for. So really, actually, the truth is... Uh, when I originally made Family, I did just make it as a browser version, and I just thought to myself a week in, you know what, no one's going to play it. And I've got all these friends on Macs, you know, with Catalina, mm-hmm. which means that they're locked up super t- super tight. So, right. And I do actually want them to play this game, so I, I just, you know, cobbled together a web version, which I think's just as good, you know, and the base game is exactly the same. But yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> with Rivals, it's PC, there's a bit of Mac support, but I want to charge so I've got to lock yeah, it up, I get it. you know, but it, yeah, so it is what it is really. But I mean, web's great. And, and I think it was good to have a, f- a big game free as well. Right. That's a great way to yeah, yeah, build yeah. a fan base. I think it was a good, uh, especially entrance into this, uh, you know, I won't say series in regards to they're not like directly connected, but these 
types of games and to oh, kind of they're get totally they're companion pieces. They were built to be companion pieces to each other. Right. These two flip side of the coin. But right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So and obviously this is the part of the game we talked about it already that shines the brightest and what really I think you know carries these games is the music right mm -hmm. it's the yeah. fact that you have these very interesting and uniquely created tracks based on this period of time um i've heard nothing about great things with them and we've already talked about the fact that multiple people are yeah, confused yeah. that it's it's not real <laughs> is there a chance that you know one day down the road you actually create these band personas and create like additional music, like dropping a random album from maybe one of the audience's favorite well, which, uh, bands. Which one would you pick? I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. I'd personally probably like uh, from from Rivals to hear more of Powderhorn. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can. They're called Wilco. <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. They have a great discography. You should check it out. <laughs> like, you know, you know what on, would be? Yeah. Yeah. You know what would be interesting is because I know, I think I saw in the comments of the itch page, there were a number of places where you put like the comparison of like which band actually gave you that first initial like, oh, this is who I'm, you know, yeah, inspired yeah. by to create this. It'd be interesting to have those as like references inside the game so you can go mm -hmm. from there and. Yeah. And, learn more for those people well, who say well like, oh, at, really right at the end band. of the extra credit section i don't know if you got a chance to check out the post game at all i know you're on a bit of a tight thing with this but there is actually a big influences thing right at the end of it and also okay. i've made a spot rivals is actually live on spotify as well now and uh so is a playlist called influences on rivals oh, that's so, awesome. that, so that that goes through and i could just I could just list you that. I'm very kind of, <laughs> you know, if you're making these sorts of games, you really can't be too um, too precious about. Uh, let's see if I can just grab this up quickly. If that's human me for a second. So what I got in here, you're, you're an old country fan. You know this kind of music a bit. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. I have got Passenger Side by Wilco, Jacksonville Skyline by Whiskey Town, Red Right Hand by Nick Cave, Jockey Full of Bourbon, Tom Waits, Crystal Lake Granddaddy. Bit more Wilco, got some Gregory Allen Icecoff, bit of Elliot Smith, and I've got Lee Hazelwood's got Walker, Glenn Campbell, The Shins, and of course Grizzly Bear. There's a hell of a Grizzly Bear parody right at the end of Rivals for anyone. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah, all so right. yeah, I mean, you know, it's all it's all good stuff. I think yeah, Powderhorn. So you like Powderhorn more than Luke then? I did, yes. Cool. I did. Right. That's cool. <laughs> I mean, Luke. Luke is also kind of a character that you you kind of hate a little bit. Uh, listening to a lot of the things that happens. Yeah, yeah. Luke is um, in some ways closest to like Anton Newcomb from Dig. Do you remember that movie? Did you ever see that one about the, mm, the no, Danny Warhols and the Brian Jones Samaska? Yeah, I mean, he's a little bit more of a rock cliche, but I do think Rob right. does him so well that um, you know he's from Florida as well, by the way. Oh, very cool. <laughs> as is the character. So um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I think it was yeah, wasn't it? It was Josh was from Florida, wasn't it? No, Josh is from um was he the one he's from, from Australia? Australia. He's okay, from Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's why. I kept confusing them when I first started, sure. and that's why I thought it was Josh from Florida, and I was like, Oh, that's me. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so so let's actually, you know, we've yeah. we've talked a little bit about it. Let's let's talk about rivals. Let's okay. do the same thing we did for family. Can you give me a little quick synopsis of what this one is? 
Rivals is a game about a writer trying to write a book about two musicians who started off in a band together and then went their separate ways. One uh, found more success than the other and they both dealt with things and the end I'm not going to give away. Essentially no, you, you are given a book with uh, chapters and you need to fill in the correct chapters for the correct part of the book which is specified by various months and the way you can do this is by reading sources again but you can also listen to audio logs uh, which is a new thing and also there's a few images in there uh, for a bit of color which give away um, when various things happen. Um, there's also a little bit of AR mixed in kind of for those who want it um i'm not going to go too much in specifics but sometimes you can google things it is actually date accurate as in um the dates which are referred to in the game actually pertain to real dates to the year so if you really mm -hmm. wanted to you could actually go through it with a calendar and, and work it out that way and there are certain things like sports results and festivals and things which pertain to real ones and if you were minded to do so you could also look those up and find out the date so there's a little bit of ar mixed in there uh, there's yeah. also a website i don't know if you found that in your playthrough possibly not i did not i didn't right. yeah so i didn't use the real world things and i didn't i didn't find any yeah website. It's, was... it's there for those who want it but everybody solves it differently and everybody thinks that their way was exactly the way that everybody else did it but there are lots of ways to solve it so it's a little bit more multimedia than family it's a little bit more kind of juicy and polished than family yeah. uh, but essentially the framework is very similar but it's more personal story as you've said it's about two musicians and about people close to them right and so kind of just on that same point this is a game that is very similar mm -hmm. in the way that you play it so yeah. you know listening to those different clues piecing them together finding out where they fit into this timeline of mm -hmm. sorts but it is in a lot of ways different though it is a, a a big step into a different direction. Why did you take this as opposed to maybe say doing a different uh, scene from London's history? Yeah, or, or like the New York scene or like- Right, exactly. Um, someone yeah. was like, why don't you do the Greenwich Village scene? I was like, that'd be great. Have you ever seen Inside Llewellyn Davis? It's exactly about that. So I think this was the, <laughs> this was the problem. Well, I wasn't gonna do the same game again. And a lot of people were saying, I'll do Family 2. And they probably, mm -hmm. there probably a lot of people once this is released saying, oh, I really don't know couldn't you have had a tree and it's like um well i wasn't <laughs> going to make the same game again but i am a big fan of companion games and i do think it's really interesting to see like if you can make lightning strike twice but i wanted to do something more personal mm -hmm. and i also think that this all right so family has a certain mystique to it which we've talked about to a certain extent but this one is kind of built i feel more obviously from components of pop culture that are more widely discussed um so rivalries um and american music and you know there's some really kind of bold references to you know groups that i'm really into and mm -hmm. i get to talk about literature and stuff a lot more in it and you know i just felt like rivals in a way uh, and there's a podcast called rivals actually which probably should be mentioned you know um mm -hmm. and and great books by chuck Kloisman and stephen hyden i just felt that this was a kind of opportunity to um to cross the pond and deal more broadly in pop culture than than this rather obscure thing about you know london in the 80s and stuff like right. that and 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 it, so it felt like a different flavor right from the beginning you know and also it was a good chance to crack out the pedal steel as well which was, which was <laughs> a lot of fun um yeah i just i wanted to do something more personal 
I think that family, I people have you know asked me about it. I've said, oh, family, you know, it's completely autobiographical except for all the people and all the things that happened, you know. But with right, this, right. I felt like I got to put more of myself in and more of my life as a musician, although, again, none of it happened, but you know what I mean. Right. Through the vessels of these people and explore some, yeah, just more personal ideas. It's, it's the same thing as you were feeling with it. It's closer in than family. Right. Yeah, no. I wonder, though, is there any of this that's actually more, I guess, uh, more or less fictional than it is really telling? So, like, are some of these based on real experiences that you've had or that you've witnessed? How much of that is just you building these characters versus being inspired by something you've actually seen? I mean, it's a bit of everything, isn't it? I mean, there's so many tropes to do with rivalry and stuff like that. It'd be, you know, false for me to say that I wasn't influenced, but I didn't crib a whole ton of like live stuff. But then again, mm -hmm. I didn't find myself totally digging in the crates, but the, there were bits in it, you know, that I felt like I was, you know, I've been in bands for a very long time that mm -hmm. I felt rang true. But I think the thing which I mostly put into it is a kind of personal philosophy which i've kind of i think actually falls follows through from family i'm not sure if this is completely answering your question but i'm going to go ahead with it anyway because i think it's quite interesting. okay which is when i was making this in family i was like right so you've got these really strong like stable and articulate women at the center of this thing mm -hmm. you know i was mostly in bands with guys what's this all about you know this idea that men fight whilst women get on with it because there's also there's this drummer right who's in the first band karen yep. and you hear her autobiography and there's a bit where her uncle says you should be making a book about her you know because she's the really successful one she's the one who's like you know on tour with these superstars and stuff like that and I guess what that all comes from is a kind of personal philosophy that you know a lot of guys in bands are just bitching and moaning and fighting all the time this is probably me you know and you know was i like luke or was i like alex you know in the first uh -huh. in the family you know who people absolutely hate you know i'm sure i've definitely right. had my moments like that you know my diva moments and things but i guess it's kind of i guess it's quite a sort of despondent view of men you know there's one point at which laurie says guys eh you know why can't yeah, we uh -huh. get on with each other and, and and i suppose that kind of personal philosophy of 20 years of being in bands with guys kind of comes through it, uh, that's a very crappy answer to what you asked me but <laughs> it's all i've got it's not about a specific instance but there's a lot of personal philosophy about musicians and also about this just kind of idea, which you also see in family about people who can keep it together and mm -hmm. stay on the bus tend to be successful and people who are much more mercurial and can't stay on the bus don't. Right. And that's not always the case because actually you can have some very stable people who just don't succeed, you know, just because they're just not talented enough. And I think there's this very strong inference that Josh is, it's not that he's less talented. It's just a bit like, well, I think it's very like, you know, um, you know, Jeff Tweedy and Jay Farrar or like Robbie Robertson and Levon Helm. You know, one just took a little bit longer to get there, you know. Right. But when they got there, that people they were ready they they were ready to to seize success, you know. And mm -hmm. I suppose there's a kind of that's my personal philosophy as well. So there you go. <laughs> that's All that's right. my take hey. on something. Yeah, I mean I, it's uh I think it's a good answer still. It's it's a, <laughs> a little bit a little bit different than maybe I would have expected, but I like it. Hey. Uh, 
Exactly. So let's talk about the actual voice acting in this game yeah, and yeah. both family itself. Like, I'm I'm very curious because the voice acting is phenomenal in oh, many you. regards. Um, tell me a little bit about how that process worked uh, because you mentioned, you know, having such a short pipeline of getting these things finished. Did you know a lot of these these voice actors? Did you yeah. reach out? Like, what did that look like? So with family, um, so let's break it down into voice actors and singers as well, because I think it's, it's important okay. to separate the two. So for voice actors, I mean, Hattie is the principal voice actor, as am I in family. So Hattie's, um, we go back 15 years, we went to college together, she lives down the road. Um, so we did it over a few hours, obviously she sang her songs as well. And then she came in and did the radio and the intro and stuff. So we... We just got it together. But generally what happens is I don't start with the script in mind. I kind of start with the songs and I consider this, the game feasible once the songs are written. They're the engine that drive the game. Because uh, gotcha. if, you, if you, if I don't know if you've been a songwriter at all, but if you get stuck on songs, it's never going to happen. You know, so <laughs> gotcha. never, ever going to happen. So yeah, so games come together and I just kind of usually get the script together on the fly, as it were. Um, with Rivals, obviously it's a much bigger voice cast. Um, mm -hmm. And so friends who are friends they're almost all friends um except for rob and riley who are the principals and uh fiona who's lucy um so i knew i would need two singers um and mm. i had a pretty good idea of who i wanted for rob sorry who i wanted for luke and it was rob and mm. i reached out to him and that once i got an okay from rob and that was about the 16th of last month um, I knew I was good to go. So that was basically day one. In fact, I don't think I even started writing any code until I got Rob on board, um, nice. who I'd seen sing, but I, I didn't know him personally, but we, we had met briefly from a time in London. He's, he's a fantastic musician. Um, the second one, it took a little bit longer. When I say a bit longer, it took about a week. Um, and I was just hunting about for someone who could he had a more commercial sound basically and it took a bit of going over and it was a bit difficult and musicians can be a little bit difficult about this sort of thing but eventually i found riley and when i heard it i played her, his voice to my wife and she just said that's the one. just straight away you know and mm -hmm. um wrote him back and we both considered it very easy money for him to sing the songs and do a bit of voice acting and he did it very well and i think he i think it's also it's harder for you know riley this is josh because he is the straight guy in many respects and you know mm -hmm. rob as luke gets to kind of pout and act and you know you know josh is this more self-contained character and he has to deliver it in a certain way obviously i wrote the character to be australian as well mm -hmm. around riley it would have been whatever nationality the person had been but it yep. worked out and then lucy who i think i still feel is like the bedrock of the whole game it's her game in some respects very similar to ella in the first game um so fiona had left me a nice review and i asked her if she wanted to do the glastonbury bit and so mm -hmm. she did the glastonbury bit and then later i was thinking well who's she getting you know i had this character called ian sheffield right who's this rock biographer who's riley's gonna be talking to and i thought oh well i'll have to do the voice and i stopped and i thought well, hang on you know fiona's much better at this than you are what why don't you just get her to be the main character and then it can be like she was a radio journalist and now she's quite mm -hmm. a serious writing journalist you know and that's her arc as well because there's a third arc in the game which is which is lucy's because she actually has a whole development arc in there as well and then i got to just read the pages and stuff like that all the other stuff um is it's you know it came together sort of 
bit by bit as needed basically and there's some meta bits in there there's a guy called julian dean who's basically playing himself 20 years earlier at glastonbury so there's a few little inside baseball jokes and stuff like that so um yeah i mean you just you've just got to work with what you've got really i think and you know i've got i've got some good friends who i could lean on but i was rewriting stuff around who was available and what was available all the time and then adding right. bits and bits and bits and we were adding bits up until just a few days ago wow that's crazy so it's go. crazy how it all comes together right yeah you know i mean it's it's yeah it's a thing i'm glad it's done <laughs> we have a holiday now <laughs> right there you go you finally yeah. get some time to relax um so yeah. branching off on that though as far yeah. as yeah I guess the opposite of relaxing. You know, you, you've got family that came out. You've got rivals coming out shortly. What's next? Oh what, my what, god! What's your plans here? Oh what are you going to do? How dare you? Well, I'm going to start my course. Um, I'm going to start my course, but I really, I'd like to do something a little more puzzly than family. One thing which I think would be super interesting and you'll laugh because um, it's so obscure is I think it'd be really good to do a detective game about art forgery, which is that hmm. I love I love detective games that aren't about crime because I feel that like the kind of world that you know all crime stuff lives in is so played out in fiction that there's almost no way you can go with it with characterization and with actually teaching mm -hmm. people anything about things, you know. Um, and uh, I think art forgery is the most fantastically interesting thing. But it's not only that. There's these, all these discrete processes that you can apply to it. Like, for instance, you've got to do the provenance. You've got to look at the aesthetics of it. You've got to do the chemicals. You've got to do the x-rays. You know, And for each of those, you could assign tags for, you know, this doesn't match up with this and this doesn't match up with that. And you create a portfolio of, mm -hmm. um, I think this is a faker i think this is a genuine you know and, and that would right. be something that you could do in this completely self-contained way so i think it'd be fantastic detective yeah. game so i'd really i'd really like to do something like that yeah, um that sounds... yeah so <laughs> i sure. think that it'd be it'd be appeal to a certain kind of person you know and uh, right. but, but yeah i mean rivals is not out for a couple of weeks so i'm definitely gonna have to just do press 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 and then obviously mm -hmm. course 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 so we'll see we'll see where we're at with that all right. Well, I can't wait. Uh, hopefully, whatever the next thing is, you'll uh, be willing to come on and talk with us again about it. Because yeah. I'm, I'm definitely a fan of your work. I want to see more of where this goes because you have a lot of unique ideas, uh, some interesting, interesting things coming from you. Before we wrap this up, though, I mm -hmm. always like to ask at the end of each of these interviews because, I, you know, there's so much work that goes into the indie space, right? And games yep. in general. And there's so many people out there who want to become a part of this and want to provide in some way whether that is being you know that that person that's that's helping you or someone who just wants to take a really cool idea and build a game themselves mm -hmm. but yeah what have you learned especially from family and rivals now in this short amount of time and i know you're gonna you know you're going to to take that course and you'll probably learn a ton more but as of right now what's some general advice that you you think others can benefit from all right, so I'm just going to give some advice which is personal to me because obviously there's much more generic and also technical advice, so this isn't technical advice. The first thing I would say is when seeking press, write to the editors. Freelancers mm -hmm. can't do anything, but editors can commission work. You should always write to the editors. They will usually answer back. Be nice, <laughs> be polite, don't bug them, but don't write to anyone who doesn't have the power to commission an article. Just write mm -hmm. to the editors. That's the first right. one. The second one I have learned is... 
do not be afraid. In fact, try, if at all possible, to integrate stuff into your games that comes from outside of games. Whilst it's nice to have games that are about other games and it appeals to gamers, there is a whole well of stuff that you can get from out in the world, which people will think are deeply original if it's put into a slightly different medium. Um, right. So that's that's my second thing. Um, and then uh, the third thing is try and use version control if at all possible. That is a technical thing. They're going to want <laughs> to see it at your jobs and keep it as clean as you bloody well can. Um, so that's uh, that, that that's my tip. Um, other than that, if you do have any other questions, you can always leap on the Discord. I'm sure you'll link to some of this stuff, and I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about the meager amount of things that I've learned um, in, in my time in this space. Some good advice. Thank you so much again for joining us. For those listening, Family is currently available at itch.io, and by the time this episode releases, I believe Risefuls should be available as well. So please go ahead and check check it out. We'll actually add a link to both the episode, and when we tweet about this, we'll add links so you can see both of those. Uh, once again, Tim, thank you so much for coming on today. Best oh, of luck out so there. Thanks.